budget. That's probably a word everyone has heard far more than they would have liked this academic year. <laughs> I know I have. Of course, focusing on how to grow that budget is important. But what about retaining the budget you currently have? At no cost to schools, our partners at GradGuard have helped both students and campuses throughout the country protect their money from unexpected damages with the College Renters Protection Plan. Check out what families and school partners have had to say about GradGuard by visiting their YouTube channel or gradguard.com backslash higher ed. Welcome to season four of The Meeting After The Meeting with your co-hosts, LaFerrin, Antonio, Kiana, Abby, Brian, Curtis, and David. Now, let's start the show. What's up? I'm so happy to be back with you all. Hey, Bobby. Hi. Hey, friend. It's been a minute, y'all. I feel like, in the words of the great philosopher Nicki Minaj, like I took a little moment to rest, right? <laughs> but now I'm back. I feel like that. Was it Nicki? It was Nicki. I'm, I'm going to send you the clip. It was Nikki. I mean, I, I paraphrase it because I didn't want to use the cuss words on the podcast, but it was Nikki. Oh, I was thinking about the Timberland one, right? Leave you with a little beat to step two. No, that was a song. This is yeah. just something that she said. This is just uh, a quote that the great Nicki Minaj said. Philosopher. <laughs> the great. She's the great philosopher? <laughs> like, she's a philosopher? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Learn something new every day. Okay. Every day. Nah, these, you know, these these places of employment in life just trying to keep us. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes, I needed a little moment. And I appreciate good friends like you all and knowing we all need that little moment to get our get ourselves together. Because as LaFerrin said, life was taking taking its toll. But I am excited to record with you all again and yeah. Talk all things meeting after the meeting. I was going to say, and the break was nice too. I think being able to, you know, really recalibrate with family and yeah, yeah, and take that time to just kind of get our thoughts, both mental and then also our physical, back together. I think that was good too. But it's it's good to be back in this space with y'all. Missed y'all, folks. Missed you too. But I yeah. agree. Folks came back too. New attitude had a little bounce in their step, a little pep. I don't know what they got in that food on the break, but I appreciate it. I mean, it might have been the drink. It might have been the drinks. Definitely was the drinks. It was the drinks. They needed and the, the cousin drinks. walks, that walk. It was <laughs> the drinks to me. The sweet potato, potato pie. Oh, yeah. Couple well, of my mom made great sweet potato pie. Well, I usually don't get to spend Thanksgiving with my immediate family, but, you know, we all made the pilgrimage to my uncles in the DMV area. And survived. So I only mildly chose violence. And so I made it back unscathed. Praise God, everybody's still alive. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't travel for the holidays. I stayed in Raleigh. And you all, I don't, oh, I didn't tell you guys. So I'm not eating meat right now. And so I was like, I'm not about to cook because I'm not eating meat and I'm not about to do all of that. But I really wanted a sweet potato pie. I refused to make a sweet potato pie. Let me tell y'all who has a delicious sweet potato pie. Publix. 
It was on point. I know you're giving me, I, I could feel the energy that y'all are giving me. But it no, was no, a no. delicious. I mean, y'all talk about I, I don't know about here's, the public. Y'all the talk about they, they good with wings. So I would trust that they might be safe with a pie. Because y'all but are I would, crazy. I would wings. trust the public. I would trust yeah. the public. People, people I, generally I, I like trust their cupcakes. I would trust the public. People I generally get trust from yeah. the public. I get cook, cupcakes from the public. They got some real good chicken from the public. I can see that. The sandwiches be on point too. I mean, the sandwiches you, are delicious. Yes, yes. And that sweet potato pie gave me everything that I needed. Okay. And I just need anybody <laughs> else who might spend the holiday alone going into the holiday season and wants a delicious pie, Publix. I think Publix, and if y'all listening, y'all can go ahead and give us a coin for this suggestion. But Publix could open a restaurant standalone, and I think the people would, would, would eat that up. Well, some Publix actually have a little sit down area. Like you can get your food and you can sit down and eat. They have like the little yeah. and all that stuff. So some Publix do have it. You just got like a little cafe area. Yeah, they have a little cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. ours does, and it overlooks downtown Raleigh. It's, it's very nice. Mm. And they cater, so you know. And they cater. <laughs> Come on with the catering. I was introduced to uh, Wegmans. Wegmans is in the DMV. That's where my um my family they they go to the Wegmans, and I was like, okay. It, I, I don't I, like Wegmans. I was like, it's a little pricey. Like I, you know, it was giving me um that tier below Whole Foods vibe. But, you know, the family is a little bougie. And so, and I was like, this makes sense. So, yeah, because I, my new aunt, because my uncle got married, you know, we were talking about, they they had wanted a charcuterie board and I was going to build it. And when I walked in and I was like looking at the prices of the meats and stuff, and I was like, so do y'all have an Aldi? Because <laughs> <laughs> you like, keep your quarter you on Trader Joe's? She had never been to an Aldi's. Yeah. She I'm had, bougie and I keep a quarter. I keep a quarter. Listen, okay. she Yasara Bobby would had never been to an Aldi's. So I gave her a good tutorial. She had been to Trader Joe's, and I was like, okay, that's somewhere to start. And how I had have enlightened her mind. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, I gave y'all the preview. I did a mini one the night before. But we were still cooking. And then I gave y'all the post of the day of what it looked like. And, you know, and it was a hit. And she was like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, because for just a half a tray of meat, it was $30 at the Wagnons. And I was like, the the Wagnons is cute, but that's not for your heavy lifting grocery shop. No. No. Mm -mm. So since you brought up charcuterie boards, there are, you know, other internet as Antonio calls and wars going on right now, we know charcuterie boards took over the internet. And Antonio, I can't introduce the topic because it's too near and dear to my heart. And I, I know, know it you. is because I know you're from Detroit. So I already know how you feel about this. Listen, winter is here. Not winter is coming. Winter is here. You know, you need a little something. You might need a little something to, to keep you held over when you get sick sometimes, right? Because this one we use, this is a natural healer in the Black community, a natural healer. What's the best ginger ale? You know, you put this with a, 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 a pack of saltines and go lay down, and I promise you, you're going to come back restored, okay? The, the ginger ale? It's the ginger ale. All I know is, 
I'm I'm going to be a neutral party in this, and I just want to forewarn people that violence is about to be chosen. That's it. <laughs> That's all. I just want to know what's the best ginger ale out there on the market. That's all. You know, uh, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I'm not a committed ginger ale. I don't think I have a lot to add. It, I, I, I am I, a, I, I, am a, I know me and Bobby stand on opposite sides. You I know. know. That's, that's, that's why I'm like, I'm I'm back here eating the popcorn and ready to watch. Because baby, it's Canada dry all day. It 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 is. It is. It's all day. And if you introduce anything else, it's sugar water. Oh and I said what I said. And I said what I said. Dry is in the name already, should say something. But I mean, as a <laughs> Detroiter. Okay, Verners. I mean, there is no, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. Verners is the best ginger ale. People like get Verners shipped to them from Detroit when they go live in other places. Well, half the podcast ain't heard what it is, so there's that. I don't even know what it is, fam. Well, obviously, they're not exposed to greatness. That don't have nothing to do with me. I mean, clearly that's it. Can't be that great if people don't know about. I bet you Kiana would feel better if she had a nice Verner's in her possession right about now. It can't be that great. I I mean, Verner's has the beautiful ginger taste. It's the ginger. It hits you right. You get a little. You gotta like. It's all a lie. I'm gonna send Shavonna text message. I'm gonna send Shavonna text message because she always for the ginger ale. Because I I don't know. She always that's her. Her drink of choice when we are, are going out to eat. It makes I'm a see beautiful what the float. Canada Dry, you can't put that with no vanilla ice cream. You can't like, put it with no ice cream, but you can put it with a good a good drink, a real drink, okay? And you can put and Vernus with a good drink, okay? And die, and die, okay? <laughs> and die? <laughs> Bring yourself back to life because Vernus out here cure all ailments. Thank you very much. This is not a debate. This is not a conversation. Burners is going to give you sugar diabetes, okay? Not sugar diabetes. Might even give you mesothelioma. And you're going to be talking to somebody to eat the hospital maneuver because you're going to be dry. Your throat just dry. You're going to have sugar diabetes and mesothelioma. No, you should have the sugar diabetes and the mesothelioma at the same time. I just don't feel like it. You know what? We're not doing this anymore. I want to know. We're going to push this off to the meeting after the meeting. Listeners, what is the best ginger ale? You got Canada Dry. Need I say more? Or Verner's. The beautiful. At least y'all didn't say Schweppes. No, okay. you only get two. Those other ones are complete <laughs> trash. At least I'm giving Antonio the option to be on the board. You know, Seagram's has a um, ginger ale. Yeah. They do. They, I don't. They let, do. Me, let me be Damn. clear. I don't have a dog in this fight. I just know <laughs> friends. And at the end Seagram's. of the day, if I need some ginger ale, I'm going to get a ginger ale. And you know, right. like, that is the black medicine that's going to cure and heal me. That's what yeah. I Oh, you making a ham or something? I'm bringing you need, everybody. You need the ginger ale for the ham, or you whatever you Listen, whatever you need it for. This is why we can't prosper because everybody don't have the right well, ginger ale. Curtis with, should with, have had burners in his life. No, and see, and that's why I'm so perplexed right now because with Detroit being so close to Chicago, I don't recall seeing the burners in all of my days on the South Side. Like it's it's on the dry, so. And, and Schweppes around the corner, but I mean, we never really mess with Schweppes. So, um, so I, I apologize, Bobby, but I don't 
the call. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I, w- I wish I could advocate for you, but I know not of what you're talking about. Furnace is, is what people say. And who are you again? <laughs> no, because you can't just expose everybody. You some things have to be exclusive. They're just that good. That's what Verner's is. Canada Dry just out here for everybody. Just out <laughs> here in the streets. <laughs> Not that Canada Dry is in You know what? You know I'm done with this. We go leave it up to the listeners. What is the next? What's the next oh, conversation just, topic? You just said that Canada Dry is out in here in these streets. In these streets. Yeah, for the streets. Oh, so uh, on another topic that I think all of us are, we, yes, we can might agree on us in some sort, the, the kid and the kitchen set, the gender toys, right? And this is just, this always, a, a conversation of this type comes up all the time in well, kids can't be kids, but also adults take it to a place of where it's just beyond me. And so by now, in some capacity, I think everyone may have heard the conversation about um, the little Black boy in the kitchen set. And so if you haven't searched the web for the Black boy in the kitchen set, if you look for like Shade Room, Baller Alerts, Neighborhood Talk, those Instagram sites, you should be able to see it. But I just, how are y'all feeling about um, this this gender toy war right now that's going on? I think it's crazy. And as a person who has a child, who I'm like, it makes no sense. Because at the end of the day, the honesty is for people who have something to say about it, they're not being honest about why they feel the way they do, right? So if you are, because what I've seen is arguments is that a boy playing in a kitchen makes him gay that's one of the things i've seen or that is not his place is not in a kitchen that's where little girls are and all those so my thing is say what you mean and not this oh little boys can't play in kitchens because let me be clear if they go to a daycare they play in a kitchen it's a part of the home living section of the daycare so he gonna bang on pots and pans he gonna throw stuff in like so some of that stuff just doesn't make sense and part of it for me is like y'all bored y'all got nothing to do like figure out something to do with your time. Like you, of all the things, there's enough things taken away our children's innocence that we have to contribute to that. And something that is just, that's so stupid. Like, let's call it what it is. Like that doesn't even make sense. That's just dumb. My my father and his brothers, my uncles, like my grandmother made sure they could, they can burn some pots. Let's, let's get it, let's, let's make it happen. They can do it. So that doesn't even make, like doesn't even compute to me. Like people are so dumb. Some of our highest paid professionals are chefs, first of all, and not to bring, well, I guess, yeah, bringing gender into it. Some of the most talented chefs that we see out here, and that's no offense to anybody else, that we know that have notoriety that our household names are men, right? And so, and I love right now what I see on the Food Network, because I have a couple of friends that are in the industry um, and that are on shows currently, like to see men of color, like black men that are rising and becoming the next new household names, you know, have been amazing. I'm like, let this little baby make his imaginary cheeseburger, you know, <laughs> bacon and eggs, like, you know, that 
how, why are we taking it there? You know, that we see the commercialized of barbecues, right? And so because it's a grill, that, that was like a staple commercial guaranteed around the barbecue holidays. And who do we see in those, in those commercials? Men on the grills. You know, who do they advertise grills to? But we take it a step further. Before you even get to the grill, you got to start in the kitchen. And so, but that, and that's problematic. Like, come on. Like that, it, it, there's way, people have way too much time on their hands um, and they need to get their lives together. And I was in my feelings because I had a kitchen set, but the kitchen set was nice. The kitchen sets that these kids have nowadays, I'm, I'm a little jealous. You know, because I with the easy bake oven and my cousins, we my male cousins came over to the house. We was baking them cakes with that light bulb with that easy bake oven. They were little little dead, but they were delicious. Okay. I I mean But I think like what Kiana said made me think about kind of even beyond cooking, right? I mean, that's the topic because it was the toy, but how are you stifling the development, the growth? And your child or a child's ability to really find their space, their purpose, their passions, their gifts, because of your bias or your fears or um, whatever you got going on, right? Like you're stifling a child's ability to to really operate in their gifts or find their purpose or their passion. And you think about people later in life who don't know you know, the contributions that they can give to the world. Um, and so allowing children to be able to explore all their different talents and gifts and passions so that they can contribute their best self to the world. Like for me, I just, it's so discouraging. Like you said, Antonio, every year is a topic of conversation around this time. It just doesn't make any sense. And I think for me, it just makes you like, I don't have children, but it makes me think about what am I going to do when that time comes for me? How am I going to do this in the way where I am hopefully going to be enabling my children to become their best selves and, and allowing them to explore themselves and not allowing whatever biases I still might be living with to impact how they navigate the world. My mother ended, my mother was, she and I were talking about this, but she saw it too. She'd seen it too. Um, and she was like, oh, I have him a kitchen set in the um in my cart. <laughs> I'm going by that tomorrow. So he has a kitchen set and he has like um like a work, like a tool workman's bench workman's bench thing. So he has both of them. And I said, I don't know where these things are going in my house, but okay. Um, but they're gonna be sitting next to each other because he likes to tinker and put things together and all that stuff. But and I think into your point, Bobby, even at his age right now, I'm very cognizant of these types of conversations and the conversations people have around him and things that they say. And I'm like, no, 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 we do not, we don't encourage that type of toxic masculinity around here. So let's adjust our language. I said, because he's at a place of understanding. And so we, you can't, no, 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 no. Don't try to stop him from doing those things. He's going to figure out all the, you know, all the stuff, but, and I think as a parent, it's just, it's scary sometimes because you never know what kids going to bring home to ask you about because of what someone said to them about something they've chosen to do that they may actually enjoy doing, right? That has nothing to do with the fact that he's a little boy or he's not. Right. And LaFerrin 
when I saw this, I honestly remember the thing that you said, like, I am the protector of his dreams. And it hit different when this conversation, because me and my sisters and my cousins spent so much time at Thanksgiving unpacking and helping my nephew to unlearn some of the things that he's learned at school, you know, and, and we were like, who taught you this hate, right? You know, <clears throat> some, of the, some of the things that he was saying and perspectives he had had. And I was like, where did you learn that? Like, how did you, you know, trying to be gracious with it, but helping him to unpack it and unlearn it and figure out how he came to that. But, you know, I'm like, it, it becomes even more important for parents in moments like these to protect the dreams of, and the curiosity of their kids, right, from, from this type of thing, right? Like, and, and it really went back to the doll conversation, right? Like, boys don't play with dolls. Boys absolutely play with dolls. You gave it a name of action figure to, to conform to your gender norm, right? That's, that's what you gave it. And so uh, it just, it's, it's just troubling that that's what's happening right now. But I think, Antonio, you bring up a point where you brought up the, the dolls, right? And then how does that translate to who you become when you become an adult, right? And you think about, okay, boys don't play with dolls, but then what does that mean for a man that becomes a father, right? And so how does that translate then to how we navigate life as adults? And I think there's so many things that we're trying to unpack even as adults that you were taught or that your family instilled in you that now it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense, right? And as a single woman out here dating in these streets and navigating kind of gender identity and gender roles in dating in like this society that we live in, it is just such a very complicated and complex um, I think world that we're living in and to see how these conversations have shaped people and then what people bring to relationships and to family and to spaces because of it. Um, but the but we're not unpacking it or growing from it because again, here we are another holiday season having the same conversation. And and yes, Antonio, I, I mean, I, I think about every day I was like, I, I'm a, the protector of his spark. And I think about other people who are trying to, to protect their children in a similar way when they're still, because like we have the privilege to be able to have this conversation, right? Because of the things that we've been exposed to, the people we've been exposed to and how we've been challenged. But like when you're having these conversations with other folks who are just like, that's, that's just not what they've had an opportunity to do. Or like even with family who you're like, Ooh, child, and is this the battle I'm gonna fight today, or is it not? Like, what is that gonna be? I'm so serious. Um, and even <clears throat> to Bobby's point about you know dating in this, like, there's some stuff people start to say. I'm like, this was great. This isn't gonna work because I know the circles that I'm gonna bring you around, and this ain't gonna this ain't gonna be it. This, this ain't gonna work. This, this oh. isn't gonna work. I, Especially um... if you're about to be around my child and you have these ideologies and thoughts, mm -hmm. and you are free. Kind of. I am uh, currently reading um, Ashley C. Ford's memoir, Somebody's Daughter. Um, you know, I'm a fan. She was in the writer's room, part of Lovecraft Country. Um, and a lot of her story um, that she is talking about, she is pinpointing these moments of like where her innocence was lost, you know, and like the responsibility of the adults to protect her, to keep her that it wasn't her responsibility of, of 
maintaining and being a child for as long as she could. And like, what were the adults in her life, their charge of being responsible for that? And so what I find interesting is that, you know, thinking about this story and this situation, you know, and how children pay attention. You know, half these fools sit and watch the Food Network. They watch it in the Iron Chef. They watch it all of these shows all day, right? And so, and they see this, but then won't let their children, you know, they are getting excited and they're watching. And, you know, we, and, and that's how kids do. You know, they see and they pay attention and then they become invested, what you become invested in. But then you want to be in your feelings because on that Christmas list, they asking for a kitchen set but you keep your TV on the Food Network all damn day. Like, how how does that make it make sense, you know, of what it is that they are trying to do? And you've heard so many of the stories of like um, a lot of chefs, kind of male, black male chefs, kind of talk about being teased and chastised, but they kept their dream. But it was them same family members knocking on their door with their hand out like, oh, you're going to take care of us. But you didn't, you didn't help flourish and invest in my dream. You know, you didn't make good on the promises and you didn't protect my innocence and inspiration, you know? And so like having this conversation, you know, what, where is that responsibility? You know, and like, how do we recenter, you know, what's important in those priorities when we just make these flippant comments? And that is my concern, you know, of who's paying attention to the adults in the room having these asinine conversations, you know, and destroying dreams um, that's just being manifested, you know, um, which is real problematic. Well, and that's a whole conversation right there that we we can unpack and should unpack a little bit later is, um, you know, who is protecting the dreams of our kids and us and, and, and still us, who are, are we? And even are we even protecting our own dreams? So I, I appreciate y'all indulging me, you know, uh, in, in understanding that uh, Canada dry is a Supreme. And I'm uh, happy to drink. report that um, best friend to the show, Siobhan Nolan has said it is the Verners um, for her. And she was like, y'all just don't know no better. And I, you know, I told her, I said, I know. And they don't. Because she, she is the go-to. That is the drink she's going to order a ginger ale and ask the question. Yeah. So, uh, some of us know better and some of us have done better. And uh, I mean, I knew we were coming back with something. It's okay. It's okay. You know, the people oh, who speak, Antonio, the people who <laughs> Y'all know it's all love. It's all love. So moving us into our topic, y'all, this is our mid-season finale of season four. Y'all have rocked with us um, this season. I mean, when we looked at our stats, y'all know Spotify did the wrap of everything. We looked at our stats. Y'all been rocking with us in 2021 in this pandemic. Um, our listenership is up. Our subscribers is up 80% in the year. Y'all That's are amazing. out here um, listening. Yes. And even so much so that the people are now asking us to come and consult in their organizations and, and talk about the work. And so the dream is yet alive. And so uh, thank you all to those of you who have reached out to us either individually or collectively to come and help you build the things on your, your, on your campus or in your organizations. Um, we're still available for bookings. Okay. We, 
we trying to be booked with purpose, okay, in 2022. So um, uh, the pandemic is here, but we got all the virtual things, and we vaccinated so we can jump on the planes, too, and come if we need to. Uh, just to put Vaxed it out and there. Vaxed and boosted, yes. Vaxed and boosted. Vaxed and boosted. And boosted. <laughs> Vaxed and boosted. <laughs> um, but let's talk about a uh, year two in this pandemic, y'all. Year two in Jesus, the pandemic. Jesus, how is it December, Lord? How is it the fifth day of said, December? Quarter four said, we ain't got no time. We, we're actually out of time. October flew by. November said, let me get on through. Yes, November was like a like a snap, literally. I I was looking at um, I was getting content together for like social media, and I was looking at what to do in December. And I was one of the things was going back and looking at your, over your 2021, and I just was traveling a little bit too fast, and I started to look at things from 2020, and just thinking about like being in quarantine like coming through all of that, thinking about when we started the podcast, right? And like, it feels like hyper speed that all of this stuff has happened. It And going through quarantine, going through, coming back to work, being back to work, um, and still being in this new variant, right? Out. And I just remember thinking about in 2020, um, resiliency and being able to be resilient through all of that but still trying to operate in that resiliency as well um, and not expecting that we would still be so deeply involved in this pandemic and still navigating so many new pieces of this pandemic as well as other challenges um, that we're facing. I mean, many of us, right, facing a lot of job transition, a lot of turnover, and that impacts you personally, right? And then thinking about, family and holidays. Do you travel? Do you not travel? So still making all of those concessions. Um, and I was kind of thinking about reflecting on this year and coming out of this year and like, what, <laughs> what have I like learned this year? Or, and I just, a part of me is like, I haven't even taken a moment to even think about it yet because it has gone by so fast. I just feel like I've been in hyperdrive. And literally just trying to make things happen. But I think for me, one of the things that I really buckled down on is that I was going to learn how to live through this thing. And that regardless of everything that was happening around me that I could not control with work and with the pandemic, that I was going to like double down on maximizing life. And y'all know I'm all about like living my best life, living loudly, living fully, and people really started to grab hold to that. And I really found that I was empowering other people through that. And so for me, like, as I like reflect and end out the year, I think that that whole notion of maximizing life, regardless of everything else that is happening around me and being resilient in that has just been something that is just ringing with me. And because we're, I mean, we're going into 2022 still in this thing, right? And we can't let it kind of take us out. We have to figure out how to live through it and live in it. I think for me, it's been to not force things to go back to the way they were two years ago and to and things that are constantly trying to tell you to go back to that. We need to go back to normal where, well, the word I mean, normal is relative. Right. And so where we are now, this is shifted what that can be and what it is. And so we're in December. 
when December comes, I'm excited because January is my um, birth month. I was born on January 8th. I'm very excited. That's to enter into my 38th year of life. Eight is my power number. It's the number of new beginnings. So I'm so excited about it. But thinking about all the things that are coming next, but also very much so reflecting on what has come in this year, even amidst of the pandemic, and which I think forced all of us to be put things into perspective and really looking to see what that what continues to come from a shifted perspective that's more in line probably with purpose, um, with what you've been created to do. We were not created to work at the pace at which we have been working. We were not created to be trying to please people at the pace at which we've been trying to please people, which makes us tired and anxious and all of the things. And so I think it's it's really understanding the new perspective have come, have, that has come and being okay with like living in it, right? And not apologizing for setting boundaries that don't move and to say out loud, no, I don't want to do that. That's not in my best interest. And honestly, that's not in the best interest of any of us, right? Um, and tr trying to continue to um, hold on to the focus on self and health, like some people might want to say that's selfish. It's not like that's all about self-love for myself. And what does that mean in terms of how that um, impacts my family because this pandemic is going to continue to impact us. So how do I make that impact less, right? So we talked about being vaxxed and boosted. That's because I'm, I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to travel and, and do and live and do all the things and at the same time make sure that my household is protected as well. Um, and so I'm excited. I, I think this month of December, I'm going to be doing a lot more reflection as I step into next to this next year, this new birthday year. My new year always starts my birthday. So, I mean, I'm excited, but I'm really happy to leave some really bad habits behind as well. Piggybacking that, LaFerrin, and I, I really resonate with what you just shared. I, I think, you know, this past year um, and, and, and plus, um, to be honest, really pushed uh, me uh, and, and I'm sure, you know, all of us as we've conversed to think about our what is best for us as we move forward? Because I think what we've navigated with um, the folks who we work with, the folks who we supervise, uh, even the folks who we report up to, like they've all thought about um, their well-being um, and 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 what's in the best interest of them themselves and their families, even as they navigated all of the trials and 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 and, and, and um, challenges in managing organizations, and that personal piece became very real for our organizations, even though I would argue that many of our organizations are still trying to make sense of it. And, um, and we're seeing still the, the results of us not figure it out, us not make sense of what this new era of employment um, and, and, um, and taking ownership of how they value time when it comes to being employed, what that, what that really means. So, so I think for me, it's been to, to lean into that and really begin to think about what is my time worth during my work experience? What is my time worth when it comes to me living my life and modeling that for the people who I work with, who I supervise, and then also, you know, making sure that the folks who I report to also see me value me, me value my time, me value my relationships, me value the things that I'm interested in, because for so long in this in this work field, we've seen 
and we've been in those positions where our time is not valued and, and we're not appreciated appropriately. So this year was a, was, you know, I think that first year was the, oh snap, this is really happening. And then the second year was like, well, it's happening to me too. So let me go ahead and get my life together. And I think, you know, it's really been an opportunity for us to, to reflect on that and start making some decisions because our, our, our time is valuable. And I think that's been repurposed during this period. I think uh, one of the things for me, um, you talking about time is that we don't have enough of it. And right, our most scarce resource we have really got me to thinking about how we spend our time, especially when you grow up in a survival space, um, that we engage in survival behaviors because they help us feel stable or secure enough, but they don't necessarily always bring us joy. And in me doing you know, my own personal transition outside of higher ed, when I really got to sit with that for a moment, when I tell you the last half of this year, I have been the happiest that I have been in a very long time. Y'all know I have been doing coaching beforehand, dibbling, dabbling in it here and there, but to get up every day now and do it, and not that it hadn't been done before in a higher ed space, but now to fully engage in it, the thought process of it, the research of it, the application of it with folks has just brought me so much joy. And to help other people find spaces that really work for them. I've had that opportunity to do to do more of those conversations and, and can be able to have them now in an authentic way where the conversation isn't just serving me by keeping a team member. You know, having a coaching conversation because I want you to be retained here. But I'm really having a conversation now about folks, what's serving you best? Uh, and I think that's the other reflection that I have is to really get about the business of doing the things that are serving you well. And sometimes the thing that's serving you well may require you to take a leap that you don't have every step planned out, which is so scary, especially when you got a lot of other things. I'm just telling my story, right? When you got a lot of other things dependent upon you, like um, a lot of us Black folks, we either personal dependence or we send the money home, right, to folks who depend on us to help support those family members who may not have it. But taking a leap towards the thing that's going to bring you either the most joy or flowing in your purpose. And I can't tell you to do that because everybody's got to make a decision for themselves. But for me, even in a, a shaky way that I didn't want it to happen, it happened and I'm grateful right on the other side of it. Um, that now I get to really walk in purpose in a way that I hadn't been able to do it beforehand. So mm -hmm. it's about being busy on purpose with purpose. Yeah. You know, yeah. asking yourself that exact question, Antonio, um, are the things that you are busy and filling your schedule up with right now, helping you get closer to your goals, your actual wants, you know, and not just, you know, satisfying, occupying time or just taking care of a initial or an essential need. Like our thought process is so focused on just let's get to the essentials and let's get to the next, you know, versus saying, no, I need to take back control of the time that I have, you know, and the capacity that I have and the energy that I have um, and take ownership of that back, you know, and stop giving it away to people who 
care less, you know, who could care less or don't have the same focus um, or care, I guess, you know, around your time and what it is that you have to offer and do. And I think with what Kiana said too is, and to come to terms with choosing yourself, um, to not feel guilty with choosing yourself, right? Um, that you are encouraged to choose yourself. You're encouraged, like I, I'm, I'm going to choose me every single time, and I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel guilty about that. I don't feel any type of way about that because I cannot be anything to you if I have not chosen myself and taken care of me first. Um, and more than one thing can be true, right? I can choose myself and still love Antonio and still have Antonio's best interest at heart. Um, and I think there's just so much guilt wrapped around choosing ourselves personally and professionally. Antonio kind of brought in from a cultural perspective what many of us carry um, and the guilt that comes with saying no to family or making decisions in your life to better you, but that may cause a shift in stability that you're offering to your family or something like that, right? Moving away from home and what that means. But at the end of the day, like as we go into 2022, um, for people to really start to grab hold of what it means to choose yourself. Like I feel like it is just so detrimental to who we are as people if we have not gotten to that point of choosing ourselves um, and making decisions for ourselves and still being impacted by so many other things and how we navigate life. I mean, look at this mental health crisis that is going on in the world and what people are dealing with depression and anxiety and so many other things. And so adding to that a layer of unhappiness because you're not making decisions, right, that are rooted in what you truly need or want for yourself. Um, and so for me, like doing, taking ownership for all of that and trying my best to eliminate the noise and eliminate the guilt that comes with future decisions that I know I need to make for myself as I go into 2022. So um, I think that's just something for me is that we don't have a choice anymore in the matter. You you need to choose you. Mm-hmm. We get too consumed on on how much work we put into non-value activities like they may be valued to somebody but not you you know and that we don't get the return that we see you know I think that if folks are spending the next so many days left in the year like making a checklist you know and I know some folks are into creating lists and goals or creating a vision board you know or that vision board that you may have created, like, I keep them, like, I keep that ongoing one, and, you know, like, have I hit that? Do I need to hit it again, you know, and that's okay if I need to, you know, or let me sunset people, right, you know, Bobby, we had that conversation, you know, like, don't be rolling in my DMs, like, why, why, what you want, you know, nope, you like, let me put you on block, because you are non-value, I don't need to invest time or energy you want to talk to me catch me in in the public in the streets you know catch me outside you don't need to send me a private message because you're you're a non-value item that's taking up space you know that that room that space is that slot is sacred you know for myself or who I feel 
needs to be um, in that value. You know, I think that we, like we, like we've been saying, like folks are, are often afraid. And you know, if the last two years haven't taught us anything else, it we we've conquered and faced our biggest fears right now. You know, it's time to just move and walk. You know, and and put some energy and action around some of these things. And it's been exciting because I think that we've seen we've seen a lot. We've seen that in our circle, and we've seen a lot of people being able to finally talk about that. You know, and not being so stuck on like oh, well, I don't have, I might not have the finances or that may put me in debt, but asking yourself the question, is it going to lend its return? Like, yes, you might have to pay to play, but after you're done, are you then gonna have the residuals to cover your investment? You know, like, are we looking at things that, or these dreams or these ideas, you know, if we know that they're gonna have a surefire payoff, like, oh, we have to bet on ourselves. We quick to bet on somebody else's dream, vision. And it's okay to celebrate that. You know, like I am here. I am, I'm gonna shout and run the aisles and pray, pray it down with you, you know. But when are we also gonna take some of that energy for ourselves? And it's not not getting so caught up on, oh, let me be humble. Humble gonna keep you broke, you know. So like humble gonna keep you broke and sad. You just like, preached you got, word. You got to understand the measure of what humility means, because mm-hmm. it may mean that you're looking at it wrong. Like humility means I'm moving in silence. I ain't got to necessarily broadcast everything that I'm doing, and that's me staying humble. But I'm putting in the work for myself and betting on me. You're right, Lafan. That was a whole message. Use some of that energy for yourself. And being humble gonna keep you broke. Listen, I, the dream is still don't, alive. People don't educate. People don't teach people like on that. You know, I am good to serve out slices of humble pie, but I'm gonna give you the whole lesson to understand what that means. You know, and that's where because people go wrong. They only look at it at the surface level. I just, I, I just, I know. You know, again, as I said last episode, we were together. Everything ain't been doom and gloom. There have been some joy moments too. Um, and that's the challenge that I want people to is like, you know, even in all the things and all the stress of it, there have been some high moments. And um, I mean, some really good high moments. I mean, we've had some moments that we've celebrated in private together, right? That ain't for everybody to celebrate, you know? And that's, I think that's the thing when we think about what are you looking forward to in 2020, you, 2022. Maybe I should say 2020 you. That might be a that's thing. That's it. That's a message. That might, you better hey, copyright that because hey, some pastor, that's going to be that new year's message right there. That's the sermon you. topic. Yes. 2020 That's you. for the decade, not just next yeah, year. Like, Because yeah. I feel like we, we've we been looking at this since 2020 hit, because 2019, right, right, we were also... Oh, we just we just got to get to 2020. 2020 gonna be awesome. And 2020 had a surprise for us. And you know, I, I, I recommend. It, I called it then. I was like, friend. And what did I say? 18 to 24 months. We gonna be in in the, in the crapper, right? We are gonna be here. The folks is playing out here. And then lo and behold, we are who who knew we was gonna be teaching Greek nomenclature like this? You know, like my, I, I was in a meeting the other day, and it was like, are we? Am I saying it right? Omicron, uh, Oma, Oma, 
Um, Cause Joe Biden out here talking about Omnicron. I, I was like, Omicron. <laughs> I was like, you didn't sing that Greek alphabet song when you was online. So I was like, let me tell you about this alphabet. So, you know, like this is not, um, and I'm telling you here first, like this is the 2020 you, like that's for the decade. We gonna call that what it is. Like not yeah. just for 2022, but this next 10, this 10 that we in right now, that's it. Put that on, we put that Let's on go, the yeah, 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 we'll, we'll put that out there. I'm just, again, the dream is not, it's not dead. And it's still out there for the taking. That's what I. That's what I'm interested in from the people. What are you dreaming and what are you moving on? You know, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, you don't. You don't have to make the big leaps, right? The dream happens in small steps. Small but like Antonio and I talked about, right? Like there's blessings. Like there's there's favor out here. Like things are happening out here, mm-hmm. but you have to activate it. You can't just expect for things to just be coming your way. You got to do the work. Right. Like if you want to be in the new space professionally, are you putting in the applications? Are you making the connections? Are you getting the referrals? If like you have to activate it, you have to do something. Holy it's Spirit, just, activate. activate. Come on. Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit over here doing my dance. Holy Spirit, activate. activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh, I just so what are y'all activating in the next year? If you can talk about it, you know, what are you? What are you you looking forward to for yourself? I am activating things that lead to financial freedom for myself and my family generationally, not just for myself, but generationally. I don't want my son to have to deal with debt. If I choose to have more children, all of those things, I don't want them to ever have to to think about it in the way that we've had to. When you talked about survival, um, I said this to one of my friends. I said, we have been socialized to secure a bag, not the bag. Um, and that is, and that's been the thing. So financial freedom is what I speak over my life. And, and I speak that over yours too, y'all's too. I'll put that in my, in my prayers I as well. It. I receive it. Can yes. Receive it? We are free. I think. I am debt free. You- that made me think about, you know, one of the things that I, I think I have been um, looking at recently, um, I had this conversation um, about identity theft, right? And identity, um, my, especially like with these PayPal accounts and whatnot. And so, and like the scams, because we see that happen a lot of times, you know, where, and, and I was like, had this thought of like, I need to take that a step further. Like, who you, when are you doing a identity checkup and a China check-in? You know, are you committing your own identity fraud on who you are? Because in order to secure the bag and have the bags continue with the residual, what you gotta have an anchor and understanding of your identity and what value is attached to that. And you know, like I have spent 2021 really taking some time and really I think in the 2020 like Antonio we had just had our clubhouse anniversary right and part of those conversations that we would have on clubhouse you know you needed to in terms of networking you needed to understand who you are like folks want to know who you are how and we in the language in the clubhouse was and I'm here to add value 
And so in order to add value, you need to understand how do you articulate how you add value? And people can't answer that. And then that's where they fail. And that's why they have a bag that doesn't repeat with a continual withdrawal. Like it's, it's not a continual direct deposit because you don't have a concrete to be able to say, this is who I am. This is what value I add and will continue to add. And not just to be a one and done, but like you, I, I'm setting it up where you're bringing me in, but you're gonna want me back because you're gonna want me to build on what I already have started with you, your team, in your life, right? If you want to be connected with me, like I am adding value, I'm pouring into you and then going to continue to pour into you. But in return though, like I'm looking for the same thing, you know, how are you also adding value to me, you know, and how am I going to be interested in continuing the conversation and continuing that secession, right? So that that way we're growing together, I'm growing together, like I have those deposits on lock, they on schedule. They on the bi-weekly or weekly deposit or daily deposit and we getting there. Like let's claim all the things, right? And so thinking about, I think that that is important because I think out folks out here and they scamming themselves. Like they, they identity frauds all over the place. Like call Experian, call out the, the, the bureaus because your identity is just, is whack, you know? And so you got to think about what is that right now, right? And so I, I don't know. That's just where my head has been at also. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here making sermons and topics and getting her <laughs> outlines together. But it made me think about just for me, kind of how I've thought about it. And I think I've been slowly kind of doing this over the last couple of months, but being a lot more selective, a lot more exclusive in who and what has access to me. Um, and, and what I attach myself to who I align myself with, what I align myself with, because I've decided who I want to be as a woman now, but who I want to become as a woman. And I've decided what life I want to live now and the life that I see myself living in the future and anything that is not aligned with that or is not going to get me to that point does not need to have access to me and I don't need to be aligned with it. And I think that that, I mean, that comes with making hard decisions and that comes with setting boundaries and that comes with a lot. But I, for me in this year, like I found myself kind of going backwards in some things and attaching myself to stuff. And I'm like, but Bobby, that does not connect to this person this woman that you're saying you want to be or that you want to become. So why are we doing this? Like, wh what is this? Um, and so really taking ownership for that um, so that, you know, I can reach my full potential um, as far as who I want to be and what I want to be attached with. And that comes with everything, right? That's That comes with the family, that comes with the house, that comes with the job. All of that is a part of that that vision that I have for myself and what I am manifesting for my life. But first it comes with making the decisions to live intentionally um, and to limit the accessibility and to limit, like Kiana said, like if it's not valuable, why am I connecting myself to it? Why am I investing time in it? And not everything that's good is good for me. It doesn't mean it's not good. It doesn't mean it's not a good opportunity. It doesn't mean it's not a good person. It just means it's not good for me. And so that's kind of for me where I am with 2022. Like Antonio said, I'm living 
you know, I don't put all my business in the streets meeting after meeting, but I'm living 2021 on a high, like, you know, it is my season, I've claimed it. And so there's more things to come. Um, I just have to be prepared for it. Um, when you pray for something, you got to be prepared to receive it. Um, and so I'm in that space of preparing myself to receive the things that I've prayed for. So come on now. Holy Spirit, activate. Amen Look, and amen. Okay. Bobby, you were talking about, you know, uh, limiting access. And one of the reflections that I had with someone that I trusted, you know, really helped me to learn that lesson of removing things from my life that are not returning value, are not anything, anything and anyone in your life who is not returning value, no matter how much you might enjoy it, it costs you too much. It literally costs you too much. It costs you your peace, your time, your happiness, your money. Um, and so how are you really, you know, when I, when, I got, when I got serious about it, I was like, yo, like, okay, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. It took a, took a, it was a hard lesson to learn, but really get about doing that. And like Kiana said, you know, when I think about next year, um, it's really about purpose work in, in a bolder way than it has been before, right? You know, like I've always used this MLK quote, you know, tell them I tried to help somebody. But the way that I have been able to activate in these last couple of months in a way that brings not only a lot of joy, but also has some financial, you know, uh, implications for me and for others, right? Like, because I, I totally feel you, LaFerrin, right? Like my matriarchs of our family did what they had to do to get us through a survival point. And now it's our job, my job, and I feel like, because I want to do both things. I do not want to divorce myself of helping the family, right? Like I I have uh, benefited from the struggles. And we talked about that uh, over Thanksgiving break where, you know, um, my aunt, uh, she didn't have a lot of money to put in my pocket, but she these care packages from home helped feed my whole floor. You know, we made it through college because you gave what you you could. And I was able to take that and help somebody else who. who so how do we keep building on that and how do I keep giving back? But um, I think that's the, the piece that I'm activating. You know, we got some things in the fire. We're going to we're going to keep celebrating. I told you all that I'm, I'm celebrating with the people who are celebrating, helping the people securities, new roles, new gigs in any way possible. But I think, Bobby, the piece is that, and I feel like in this next season, if you are not ready, the opportunities are happening immediately. And so while you are working through the emotions of trying to figure out your next thing, whatever your next thing may be in life, relationship, job, money, goals, whatever, prepare yourself. That's all I would, I would say to people because the opportunities, I think now in this space that I'm in now, I see it now in such a new way the opportunities are not waiting for people who don't have it together, you know? And so you don't uh, go with your voice shaking, go unsure, go scared, lean into that goal and that dream. Um, I was talking with best friend. I was like, there's a goal that I'm trying to achieve now. And I'm like, it's going to require a lot. I don't have it yet. And she was like, yo, you don't need to have it all together. Remember, you don't, you, you don't. You just need do what you need to do and trust, as always, that the keeper will orchestrate time, space, and people to meet you at your destined point, right, uh, to give you the things that you don't have. So 
run after it. That's 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 what I'm activating, right? Like get, getting myself prepared for the things that are coming my way. And I think Antonio, because you want to keep them, right? You want to sustain the blessings. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, yes, you can operate, you can go out there with all the anxiety and all the fear, but you still got to do the work because when it happens and when you receive it, you want to be able to keep it. Yeah. And so for people to know that I was reading Tabitha Brown's book, and that's what really resonated. A part of that book was that, you know, you're praying for something, you're constantly praying for something, but you've done none of the work for what it means when that thing actually happens. And then you lose it because you didn't do the work. So now you can't keep it. Come on. Um, and so like Antonio said, like things are happening swiftly. And that was something for me in life. Like I had like, okay. I say this is something that I want. I say this is something that I think I want, but I've done none of the work to prepare myself for what this might mean, nor have I really grappled with, is this really what I want? And so I think people needing, that's an episode for us to do in and of itself, right? Is how do you make some of those decisions? And then also we talk about value and and making these um, hard, difficult decisions in our life with what we align ourselves to, but that comes with discernment. And needing to do that hard work of kind of deciphering, is this bringing value and is this aligned or is it, or is it not? And I think that's, I mean, that's a 2022 episode right there because that's hard and that's difficult. And we're all at a, a very beautiful age in which we've done it wrong before. And now we're able to, to get it somewhat right. You got to do it without the money and without the notoriety before anything is going to happen. If you don't have any skin in the game, in whatever it is that you want to do, demonstrating that you are serious about it. And even if it fails, you've got the experience and you've trained yourself on what it takes, right? Mentally, physically, emotionally, financially to endure sustaining it. You know, can you sustain a failure? It may not have been profitable for you, but you put in the work and that's not lost on you or the people who, right? Like, I mean, people who go into restaurants, they say, right, it takes three years for a restaurant to turn a profit. But you learn a lot in three years about learning how to sustain a business and an organization for the years to come, you know, until the until success gets in the path. And so, you know, you if you're afraid to fail, you're not going to be purpose driven. I was just going to say, you know, just kind of piggyback in Antonio. I I feel like it's almost preparation for the work. You know, like right now is a great time for us to prepare ourselves for that work, for the direction that we're trying to go into. Because there's a lot of, like you said, you know, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional work that now is a great time for us to own that and really solidify where we sit with all of those things. So that way, as as momentum moves us into a direction where opportunities are presented to ourselves, we know where we stand in all those areas so that way we're able to take advantage of some of those things. Absolutely. You know, I was, when Antonio was talking and Curtis, you you said just the street, you turned down the street I was going down. Um, you know, we spent some time talking about the great resignation this season and, you know, have had sidebar conversations with the whole team about what that means and you know, folks are like, I'm here for the disruptors. I'm here, <laughs> you know, and so let's burn it all down, right? And so then when you burn it down, and then now what we also have seen with the combination of that and the pandemic, the birthing that has come, you know, that also means there's new jobs, right? The new opportunities uh, Antonio talked about and to be ready, 
which means that there's this increasing driving demand for new skills, skills of being the human skills. And, you know, as far as the baseline first that we've seen a lot of companies and some of these new roles call for those human skills of critical thinking to be able to be a people person, to have a sense of creativity. You know, we spent time talking about these leaders are leading with none of this, you know, and that they are epically failing. And those are the questions that folks need to ask themselves, you know, as you are doing that identity check-in with yourself, you know, what are the skills required to perform the jobs, to execute the dreams, to bring to fruition the vision that has been swirling around in my head, or I've written down in my five, 10 year plan, 20 year plan, y'all planners, you know, you got those uh, fancy planning books, you know, what are the skills, the happy planners, is that, is those the people, the happy planners, right, with the stickers and stuff, okay, what you doing all them damn stickers, okay, like, are the stickers moving to action, right, and so, you you're not doing you're not asking yourself the right questions like what is the outlook and that is you have to look at like what's the outlook for the 2020 you right that is going to carry you for where it is where you want to be and one of the things that i have found as i sat back and eat, eating my popcorn and watch all of this play out is that folks are stubborn they talk about being lifelong learners but they do not want to really subscribe to what that means, you know? And so this is a point before we get, continue further down this path, because this is where we're going. If we're talking about higher education and seeing higher education shift and pivot, that means you need to learn some new processes, learn some new ways, because the systems that we have in place are no longer sustainable, right? And so that won't keep you in the cushy position you have, or it won't keep you long in the position you aspire to. If you are not buckling in and not just saying, oh, I'm a lifelong learner. Oh, I'm, ex I'm open to change. And you know, and you're not stirring the pot and adding in the new ingredients or throwing that pot away and bringing in new equipment, you know, to be ready. You know, and so that's what that's why I see this kind of play out because folks are, I'm sure folks will be listening to us and like, yep, I'm checking the box. I'm checking the box. You are lying to yourself. Look at the mirror right now. Say, I am a liar. I am a liar because I am not doing the things that I need to do. It sounds cute, but I'm going to just sit back down and have a seat. And that's fine. Have a seat until you're ready, because that's what it's going to take you to get the green dollars that you want, the benefits that you want. You know, otherwise you're going to be still here while woe is me because you're not ascribing to being that learner and making the change, you know, that needs to happen. Like you were here for the disruption, but now you're not here for the work. How that work? Make it make sense. And I think also what you say, Ken, like there's power in stillness. And I think too, like for me, last year was about stillness. It was about being still. And really kind of sitting with and making some decisions for myself and reflecting on some things and really figuring out, right, my purpose and what brought me joy and where did I want to invest my time and my energy. And before that, I was kind of just like 
haphazardly making decisions, haphazardly kind of doing things, not fully realizing what I wanted or needed. And 2020, I was forced to be still and I needed that stillness. I needed to kind of sit in a space um, and make some decisions for myself. And now I'm at that point, you know, we're talking about this activation, but I'm at the point now where I am ready to come out of that stillness and make some decisions for myself. But for someone, they might be in that space. They're in that stage where they need to sit still for a minute. Um, and that's okay too, because there's power in stillness as well. Um, and so I, I hope the people that looked in the mirror and said, I'm a liar, when Kiara told you to tell yourself you're a liar, um, that you reflect on maybe this is your season of stillness. Um, and that's okay. And that's a great space to be in too. It absolutely is because you want the Michelin star macaroni and cheese, but you keep showing up with this easy Mac kind of answer, you know, to sustain yourself. And that is not, that is not going to work. You know, greatness takes time and rich ingredients, right? And so you, you, yeah, you, will you live? Absolutely. But are you living a good, rich, healthy, wholesome life? Absolutely not. We go happy and whole. Right. And what you was about to say here. Child, listen. Keanu over here preaching and she telling the people to call they self a liar. You know, my grandmama say, you ain't supposed to call people a liar. You supposed to, that's not you supposed to tell telling the story. Um, but you know, we can stand in the mirror and say, I've been telling stories, tall tales, stories. I've been telling tall tales, tales from the (laughs) All of the things, but I think the other part, I mean, even in this conversation, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the really actualizing that, that thing that has been stirring, right. And, you know, we churchy, so we're talking about stirring up a gift, right. We're, we're, something is in you right now that is trying to get out. And even though people are like 2020 was horrible, it wasn't, it was exactly what people asked for. And we've talked about this before. You talked about wanting to spend more time with self. You wanted to talk about spending more time with family. You wanted to do, to not make work the central function of who you are as a person and not have your identity wrapped up in it. These are the things that were put out into the universe. Now, this was not the answer that we thought we were going to get to that request, but it's what we've gotten. And so it's how do you take what you have learned and actually put it to use, right? Because what, let me be clear, this is the worst group project I've ever been a part of in my entire life. But what I don't want to do is have to go through this lesson again. Like I think about it every time I'm about to go back through a situation, I was like, for real God, I I thought we had got past this. And God was like, I thought we did too, but clearly we're back here again. So let's, let, let's learn something new this time, right? And so like when we talk about, when Antonio was talking about not being afraid to fail. Like it took over a thousand times to figure out how to make the light bulb. And what, what, what did we learn? A thousand ways not to make a light bulb, but we learn something new every time to get to what we have. Right. And so my thing for us is that we really need to take stock for ourselves um, without other voices and distractions about how we move forward for ourselves. Right. And I think no matter what comes next, we will see it as an opportunity versus a burden um, for us. 
you brought me to, uh, I, I think, this closing thought I have on this. And uh, what do you deserve? Everyone deserves the joy of having someone walk through change with them. You deserve the joy of having someone to walk through change with you. And so I think about every major thing that you have ever done in your life. You have had somebody to walk you through that. And the change you want right now may be something that is too big and too grand. It's overwhelming. It has caused you to stop. It has caused you to pause. It has caused you to fall out, to abandon but you didn't have somebody to walk through that with you. And so I encourage you. This is why when people go to get married, they encourage marriage counseling. Somebody to walk you through a space where you haven't been before. You're walking into something. You're doing something you haven't done before. And the person who's walking with you doesn't have to have done the thing that you want. But they should have taken a journey very similar to that. And so... Getting someone to walk through that with you may cost you a little bit. It may mean you need to go and see a therapist. It may mean you need to go and get you a coach. It may mean you need to go and get you a mentor or somebody. But it will cost you something. And I will tell you it is worth the cost. It's worth it. Pay the price now so you can enjoy the benefits later, right? In, in your season of joy, you want to be with complete happiness, not in I'm still paying for the things that I had before. So right now, that's my hope for you. You deserve, if anything, in this next season you're getting ready to activate, you deserve the joy of having someone to walk through this experience with you because you are not out here by yourself. And I promise you, there is nothing new under the sun. Your thing might be a new idea, but there's nothing new under the sun. Someone has been an entrepreneur before. Someone has left a job before and jumped into that. And so find the person, the people, the circles who will help walk you through into the space where you desire. That's my, that's my gift for you. Leaving 2021, find the people who are going to help you walk into your next season. That's it. Can we all stand for the benediction? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Can we stand for the benediction? I have, the, I have read the Lord watch. I'm coming on the cloud. I'm coming on the cloud. And may the Lord watch Woo. between. Between. Can, you, can go, y'all see the head? The plate. Can y'all see the hair standing up? <laughs> like, between. <laughs> Listen. Honey, I miss y'all. season, people. Yes, yeah, an amazing have, season. You know what? I am glad to not be walking alone and to have y'all by my side. Look. Mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all. Lessons. Absolutely. You know, right. because I, I had to, I had a conversation with a, a leadership team member um, because we have started this Glacujo journey, right? And, you know, they had had some other situations and it was like, you know, we step into the seat and all this stuff is happening, Right. And it was like, well, is it me? It was like, and I had to tell them, no, fool, it's not you. It's a pandemic. You know, people got stuff going on. And so, I, you know, I, I was like, I'm about to phone a friend. And so, you know, we found a friend. And so another mentor, close friend to the show. And something that he said was that, you know, no, of absolutely it's not you. Things are happening. The challenges are coming because we're in a pandemic and it's un, it's it's not ordinary times. He said, but the thing that you have to remember is that 
you chose to lead in the midst of chaos. You had the courage to do so. And you, and, and if you think about who I'm talking about, you know who said it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, we chose to lead in a time that was necessary. And that time came because who else, who else is capable of doing it? And I was like, and that's all I needed to get them right together, you know? And so I am thankful to know that, and then you're not doing it by yourself because it's just as much as on you as it is on me. And I appreciate that y'all are walking about aside, alongside me, you know? And I also support and, th- and thankful for those who tune in to listen to us every week that, lo- that are walking alongside us because we had no idea what this was going to be. And this, this idea and this thought, and if it don't help anybody else, it helps me weekly. And I thank you for that. All right, y'all. We out of here for December. We'll catch y'all in the new year. Be well, be blessed, be enjoyed. May the Lord keep you. <laughs> <laughs> be great, be great. We'll see you in 